Welcome to Bible Platform, a half-hour radio broadcast ministry with Reverend Hansen Metal, the General Overseer of Christian Worship Center. Stay tuned and you will be blessed. Greetings of love from the throne of God where peace and joy reigns in spite of our challenges. Thank you for being with me on Bible Platform. Our God and Father, we thank you for the gift of life through Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Help us to understand your word so we might walk in your ways and fulfill your will for our lives. Let God's people say amen. And glory to the Lamb of God who was and is and is to come. By faith we declare, how sweet the name of Jesus sound in the believers' ears. We know our Redeemer lives. We are going to continue our study today on the theme or topic, Seeking God with Diligence. Seeking God with Diligence. And we're going to begin by reading Psalm 42, the verses 1 and 2. Psalm 42, the verses 1 and 2. And the scripture reads, As the deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul for you, O God. The sons of Korah, David's appointed musicians, they wrote this script to music. And they said, In the same way that a deer, when the desert is dry and the deer is looking for water, he does everything. I mean, he will cover any distance to get the water. And that desire, that test for water, the sons of Korah use that to compare it to their test to know God, to deepen their relationship with God. Beloved, the question that I want to ask all of us, how testy are we for the God who has done so much for us? We are testy for things. That's okay. But I want us to just refocus on our priority and ask ourselves, you as an individual, ask yourself, I as an individual, asking myself, the sons of Korah say, as the deer pants for the water brush, testy, so my soul pants for you, O God. How close are we to that, to that test and desire? You may say, well, the difficult circumstances will not let me seek God. But I'm here to encourage you that it is rather in those difficult circumstances that you should seek God. You are desperate. Your heart is broken. You have lost a dear one just like I've lost my son. What do you do with that? How can you survive without Christ? How do you think that standing alone will make you win over this battle? Let me refer to you to something David said in Psalm 142 verses 1 and 2. Psalm 142, 1 and 2. David said, I cry out to the Lord. With my voice, I cry out to the Lord. With my voice. With my voice to the Lord, I make my supplication. Now, I want that to sink. I cry out to the Lord with my voice. 
With my voice to the Lord, I make my supplication. I pour out my complaints before him. I declare before him my trouble. So, beloved, when the suffering is intense and everything around you is seem to be against you, the ideal is to turn towards God, is to seek God. And that is why seeking God diligently, not only when you are in trouble, but on a daily basis, for the rest of your life, this walk with God should be a seeking, a testing after God, day by day, moment by moment. So when you are stuck, when you are confused, when you are stressed, don't keep your mouth shut. Do like David did. He said, with my voice to the Lord, I made my supplication. I pour out my complaint before him. I declare before him my trouble. The problem with us is this. We are quick telling our human relations, people that we lead to our friends, our, and some of them really are not friends. I mean, and we, we, we get to know too late. While we are telling them our problems, they are rejoicing that we are in those kind of state. But we can never know the human heart is desperately wicked. So seek God. And don't just seek God, but seek Him diligently. So today we want to look at some basic reasons, just a few reasons why we need to seek God and why we have to do it diligently and on a daily basis. Number one, we are spirit beings. And as spirit beings, there is a void in each and every one of us. Now that void creates a desire that must be filled with the same material that we are made of. In other words, that void must be filled by a spirit. God created that space for himself. And so you see, virtually every human being moves towards that tangent. Have that feeling that there is a spirit out there. I mean, the, the unbeliever knows there's something out there. He may deny it. Even at atheists know that there's something out there. They may say there's no God, but they, they know there is something no matter how, what they call it, they can call it no God. But you know there is a force out there. And man created in the image of God with that space and void cannot have total satisfaction and peace without God filling the space in us that he created for himself. God respects us and he respects our will. That was why when Adam and Eve chose to sin, he could have stopped them, but that would have made him a dictator, and that would have made Adam and Eve robots. We are not robots. We are human beings created in the image of God with a will to decide whether we want to live for God or we want to live against God. We make the choices and face the consequences. So I'm saying that the first reason we want to consider for the necessity for seeking God is that we are spirit beings. And as spirit beings, there is a void in us that desires to be filled. And that void virtually draws us towards the spirit realm. What happens, therefore, is that if you don't seek gently for yourself, for yourself, and I want to emphasize that, you might never know him as you ought, and you can become vulnerable to any spirit. You can become vulnerable to any spirit. First Chronicles chapter number 16 
First Chronicles 16:11, scripture reads, Seek the Lord and his strength and seek his face continually. So when you're seeking God, you are seeking God continually. Let me read again. Seek the Lord and his strength. So you seek God and you, you are seeking him with the consciousness that he will manifest his strength in your life. When you pray, you don't always say, God, I believe in you, and you worship God, and you are done. You also ask God. The disciples, when they were threatened um, with persecution, and they were told not to preach again in the name of Jesus Christ, they went back to the drawing board. What did they do? The Bible said, and they prayed together. And as they prayed, they were refilled with the Holy Spirit. The Bible said the place where they were, the ground began to shake because their prayer focus was this. We are not stopping. We are going to go forward preaching. But they said, Lord, and when we do the work, stretch forth your hand, healing, showing forth miracles, works that will authenticate the preaching and the teaching of the word. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. So they did not only seek him and say, we are praying because we have been persecuted, but they also asked him to show his strength in their lives. Probably it has never occurred to you to ask God. You think God can show his strength in your pastor. God can show his strength in the prophet. God can show his strength. That's all true. But if you read Ephesians 4 from verse 9, all of these ministries that God has put in your life, the apostle, the prophet, the the, the evangelist, all of that. Now, all of these ministries are to work with you and you are to cooperate and grow and come to maturity with them, to a place of maturity. That's what the Bible says in Ephesians 4, with them. So you come to the same place of maturity, one body with them. Huh? So that manifestation of the strength of God should not be in them alone, but most importantly for you, you must pray that God will reveal his strength through you. And this, we are told, in 1 Corinthians 16, 11, demands that we seek his face continually, continually. Have a time when you, you fast and pray. Have a time of being alone with God, your personal relationship. Have a time of assessing it. The Bible says, examine yourself to see whether you are in the faith. Very important. So that's number one. We have, there is a void in us that must be filled. And if the Spirit of God doesn't fill it, any spirit that we allow will take residence because something really must fill that void and that thing must be spirit. That's the way we are wired and created. Number two, reason why we must seek God. Number two, is because God rewards those who seek him. If you seek God, he will reward you. Yes, indeed, God rewards those who seek him. Let's look at Hebrews 11.6. Hebrews 11.6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. That is God. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. God rewards those who diligently 
seek him. If you don't just seek God, but you do so diligently, then the result will be a reward for you. Now that's what the scripture says in Hebrews 11, 6. God has your best interests at heart. So it is important for you to seek him. Spend quality time with him. Christian, this is why you are weak. Because you are not seeking him. This is why the burden looks so heavy. Because you are not bringing it to him. You don't know him. At least not as close as he desires for you to know him. But as I pray for myself and I strive to know him more, my desire, my heart desire and prayer for you is that you take the same stance and run that same race of faith, desiring, pressing on to know him because faithful is he who has promised. He who has said that if you seek him, it will be for your benefit because he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. He doesn't just reward anybody. He rewards those who seek him and not just those who seek him, but those who diligently seek him. Your reward is waiting. It can come in so many forms. A lot of things happening around us every day, not because of our own goodness, but God in his mercy, as we deepen our relationship with him, delivers us from so many disasters. It's our reward for coming into deep relationship with him. Praise God. Praise God. You are listening to the Bible Platform with Reverend Hanson Metal. Don't go away. We will be right back. Tune in to the Bible Platform with Reverend Hanson Metal. This and every Tuesday from 5 a.m. to 5.30 a.m. on Sunny 88.7 FM. And your life will never be the same again. God bless you. Welcome back. The message continued. Now let's look at the third important reason why we need to seek God. Third important reason why we need to seek God. We need to seek God because God desires the best for us. He loves you more than you can ever love yourself. You said, is that true? John 15, 13. John 15, verse 13. Greater love has no man than this, that a man to lay down his life for his friends, to die for your friends. There is no greater evidence that you love your friend. And that's what Jesus Christ did for us. He laid down his life. He made himself of no reputation just for our benefit, for our salvation. That we might have a place with him in glory. If you don't seek such a person, then you are doing your soul a serious disservice. If you don't grow in him, if you don't connect to him, if you distance yourself, Spiritually speaking, from this loving friend, you will live under a yoke that you don't have to live under because he is the one who is our comforter, our God, our God, our Redeemer, and our Savior. Seek him. He has your best interest at heart. The apostle wrote, all things work together for them that love the Lord. You can't love somebody and not go after him. 
You ever fallen in love with um, a man or woman before? I have a story, but I won't tell it now. Now you just want to see your beloved every day. If there is some distance between you, you can't help but try as much as possible, maybe to place a call to him or her before you go to bed every day. You want to hear his or her voice. Why? The reason is because you are in love with that person. One beloved cousin of mine will always say, a man in love is a madman. <laughs> Probably it's applicable to Jesus. He is so madly in love with his creation that he will pay any price, go to any extent, including laying down his life to redeem us. You can't afford to keep your distance away from such a lover, from such a God, from such a redeemer. Seek God and seek him diligently. Go to the prayer meetings. Give yourself to the service of Christ. Sometimes he reveals himself while you are busy, minding your own business. But knowing where your heart is, he shows up. Like Moses. Moses alone, isolated from his family in the wilderness. God showed up. Moses, Moses, he said, yes, Lord. I was not expecting you here, literally speaking, using my sanctified mind. And God said, it's time to change course. Moses, I send you to Pharaoh. May that be your story as you seek God. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Take it a step further. Why seek God? Number four, you can only find rest in God, the God who is Christ, by seeking him. Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor, I will give you rest. He said, come unto me. Come to me. Today we can go to many and, and we are fine. Christians are fine in going to anybody and everybody who claims to have power to turn things around in their lives. And somehow, consciously or unconsciously, we are turning our eyes off. Turning our hearts away from the one who we should be looking at, seeking after. To turn things around. The real healer and deliverer. The burden bearer. We are looking away. And, and not deepening our relationship with him. But I believe with everything within me. A change is going to come. As we go through this study. You can only find rest. Let me repeat. Point number four. You can only find rest. And that word. Key word there. Rest. Speaks of peace contentment, satisfaction. You can only find it in one person and it is in Christ. It is in God. People can somehow be used by God but they are not the source of the rest. So the first point of call is to go to the source of supply and he will determine what needs to be done and how it should be done. In Matthew 11, a scripture I love so much, Matthew eleven twenty seven 27 to 28. All things have been delivered to me by my Father. And no one knows the Son except the Father. No one means no one knows the Son except the Father. Nor does anyone know the Father except the Son. No prophet. No prophet. No bishop. No teacher. No founder of any religion knows the father like the son. So don't even attempt to explain it out because you don't know 
That is what my Bible said. That is what Jesus said. You don't know. And he said, let me go back a bit here. Nor does anyone know the Father except the Son. And the one to whom the Son wills to reveal him. If Jesus determines that I'm going to reveal the Father to you, he does it according to the scripture. So if the Son has not willed it, you will still wallow in ignorance and think that you know God. Head knowledge is different from heart revelation. What you know in your head is, and what I know in my head is different from what is revealed in our hearts through enlightenment. Praise God. So it will take the son determining, willing that I want to reveal the father to this guy. It makes it easier for us when we have an ongoing relationship, seeking after him, running after him. It gets to a point, the more that we run after him, the more he reveals the father to us. And so you come to a place where you know that here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one God, not three gods. And yet you also know that within the context of that one God, there is a revelation of the Trinity, not three gods, one, manifesting in three forms. Glory to the Lamb of God. Now your head and my head cannot contain this. It's a mystery. The Bible calls it a mystery. We shall know it all when we see him as he is. To the glory of his wonderful name. For now, how can you receive it? When you want to bring it down to the level of maybe academics or human analysis, you get it wrong. You can only receive it by revelation and by faith. And Jesus, beyond that, says something interesting. Come to me. Verse 28. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. No human being, no prophet, dead or alive, can give it to you. Jesus said, and by inference, I can say that if Moses or any of the prophets, he would have said, go to them. He said, come to me. John the Baptist said, he must increase. I must decrease. He must increase. I must decrease. I want you to take this away with you as I come to the close of this session today. That if you give Jesus the space to increase in you, it means you must decrease. So for him to increase, you must decrease. You must de-emphasize yourself and enthrone him as king and lord of your life. If you've been listening to me and you've been running your life without seeking God's input, and so you run into so many difficulties and you are becoming frustrated day by day and wondering, does God love me at all? Does he care at all? I'm here to assure you and to encourage you. He cares more than you can desire or want. The difference is this. He wants you to seek him. And I want to repeat in closing that you only seek that which is hidden. If something is easy to assess, nobody will tell you to go and seek for it. Everything that you need to seek for, that thing is not easily accessible. So you have to put in extra effort to get it. Listen, treasures do not just hang around. They are buried. And those who want to reach them must be prepared to do so diligently. The greatest treasure of life, the greatest treasure of life is the life that we have in Christ. Seek God and you will have rest. 
Second Chronicles 14.7. 2nd Chronicles 14.7. Therefore he said unto Judah, Let us build these cities, and make about them walls, and towers, and gates, and bars, while the land is yet before us. Beloved, let us build these cities, and let us make walls around them, and towers, and gates, and bars, while the land, life, is before us. Because we have sought the Lord our God. We have sought him. And he has given us rest on every side. So they built and they prospered. I pray for you and I pray for myself. And I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. Your family and all your relationships. That we will seek God. And we will build our lives on the word of God. And as we seek him, he will give us rest on every side. And we will prosper. I want you to say amen to that. God bless you, your friend, Pastor Hansen Melton. Signing out of here. Coming your way again. God willing, Jesus tarries next week with another edition of Bible Platform. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you for listening to Bible Platform. Tune in same time next week. God bless you.